0: Hello and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman and I am currently looking across the bay, uh, Nassau Harbor Bay, to Atlantis, uh, the big towering peachy pink um, towers of Atlantis, the resort on Paradise Island. Um, I'm here aboard our boat, the Dawn Treader, and uh, I, finally am, I finally got my road. Lavalier mic plus the uh, Micon for no five adapter, the XLR adapter to work with my. Um What do you call it? Zoom H4n recorder. Uh, I have been struggling with audio issues forever and I just tested a bunch of different configurations and I think maybe I just didn't have it plugged in enough or something like that. But anyway, so I am alone on the boat which is very rare and delightful. And the reason for that is my kids went over to, we are at something, a place called Bay Street Marina. And uh, the kids, the nice thing here is that there's a a Marina office that has two computers that my kids love to get on because they don't have a lot of internet anymore um, when we're out and about. So, I'm letting them go do that, basically let the electronic babysitter take over while I prep the boat because after 11 days gone, my husband is coming back this evening or this afternoon. So of course I want it to look nice and um, it's nice to have a minute to breathe. So that's what I'm working on and I thought I would record an episode while I do that. So you can expect to hear things like you just heard putting away games and toys and miscellaneous things uh, while I work. So um, apologies in advance for all the noise that you'll hear in the background. I have the generator on because our power level has gotten uh, pretty low and basically when you there's two ways to recharge the batteries. Uh, there there would be more, but we don't have solar panels, so that that's out. But a lot of people use solar solar panels every day to replenish their power supply. Um, I'm putting away a game called Tenzi, and it's a super fun game that I definitely recommend for people who don't have a lot of space, but uh, and don't want a lot of. No, Nala. Hang on a second. I got to pause. Hey. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, my dog is, we just got a new neighbor who has a dog as well. And so Nala was barking at them, but that's definitely not something I want to encourage. And also it's not conducive to good recording. So um, I brought her inside, so now she's sad. Sorry, Nala, gotta be quiet sometimes. Uh, Anyway, I was telling you about Tenzi. Tenzi is a cool game. It's just dice, basically, 10 different dice per player and then you roll the dice really fast and you try to get all the same it reminds me a little of Yahtzee where you you're trying to roll the dice and get um you know you can do it either all the same uh, suit, what do you call it number or um you could do it where you are rolling down and and try to get four of I mean full house that's what I'm trying to say Okay, anyway, I digress. The point is I'm cleaning up games and uh, papers and all the miscellaneous stuff that my family and myself uh, leave around the boat and uh, trying to make it look nice for when Nathan returns. Um, it's it. You would think with this very small space that that would be super easy to do. Um, but it's not. It's really actually quite hard to maintain order here on the boat. Um, that is one of my number one rules that I have uh, have talked about in the past. I did this uh, this thing called an ig- ignite spark, um, where you go and talk to a group of. Um, people, this was in Albuquerque, and you talk about uh, whatever subject you want, you get five minutes and you have to do do a certain number of slides and you talk, you know, kind of at a fast pace, and uh, I did one on how to live on a boat without killing your family, and one of the number one things, I, I think it was maybe the top five things or something like that, but one of the most important things I talked about was that everything has to have a place and everything has to be put in that place uh, in order to, to you know have things organized and make sense and not chaos everywhere. For one thing, when you're underway, you just can't, um, you really can't have clutter around because it uh, will fall off the counters. But, um, anyway, that's one of the big things is you always really need to, um, put things away when you're finished with them because otherwise it really adds up and you'd be surprised how much stuff you can fit on a boat. So what we're actually doing, the, um, Ahava really, and I, I try to get the other two to help, but that's just not their suit, strong suit. Um, I'm... Reorganizing, or I don't know if you've listened to this podcast for a while. Um, I'm re-Khanmari-ing. If you remember, that's the system I used to downsize our from our home to move onto the boat. You can hear I'm starting the microwave to heat up my coffee. Anyway, so that's what we did. Is we used a system called kanmari to downsize and move onto this boat. Well, um, I'm redoing that now because over time you develop clutter, like you wouldn't believe, um, on a small boat. So uh, I'm pulling things out of cabinets and uh, looking at what we can get rid of. So that's what you're going to be listening to as I'm working and talking with you. Uh, I was going to mention about the microwave. It's funny because I there's a lot of things we on this boat, the Don Treader, which is a Lagoon 450, uh, take for granted. Um, and that we have that are luxuries that a lot of boats don't have. And once you start cruising, you start to realize that. Um, so let me back up talking about things we don't have. I know I started with the power um, discussion. The, the ways that you can replenish your batteries is if you have solar panels, that's one way. So there's solar panels, there's, uh, you, when you come to a marina like we are now, usually you would plug into the power at the marina and they would, um, you know, you would basically just be not only charging your batteries, but you'd be using the power um, accordingly from, from that uh, that's coming out of the marina. Um, but we, I decided that I wanted to park the boat, go stern in, Uh, No, bow. Bow in. I wanted to go bow in. So I wanted the bow first because I wanted access to our dinghy Um, because we've been dinghying across to Atlantis um, and I can talk more about that in a minute. Uh, So I wanted access to the dinghy and the only way to do that either leave the dinghy off the davits and have it down all the time or have the back of the boat, the stern, sticking out so that I can just raise and lower the dinghy whenever I want. Um, and I apologize for pops in the audio that you're hearing. Um, I still don't know why this XLR cable, it seems like it doesn't fit snugly into um, this um, Zoom H4N recorder. So I'm going to make a noise right now. So stand by. Okay, let's see if that works it just it feels like it should click in and it doesn't it just kind of sits in there so if I move a certain way it comes loose um boy I'm all over the place I guess you guys are used to that though (laughs) what else is new um so as I get my coffee out of the one luxury that I am sure neither Nathan or nor I would want to be living without the microwave um the So because I decided to to have the bow in to the dock instead of the stern, uh, I'm in a situation where my power cable, there's this big, massive, um, bulky cable that plugs into the shore power and into your boat power um, input, and uh, I my cord our cable is just about maybe a foot too short and so it fit but then it was like the boat moves quite a bit a lot actually overnight and uh, well throughout the day and it would be yanked out the power cable could be yanked out and like destroy all of our power system on the boat so i can't do that um so the what i'm left with because we don't have the, the fourth way is um wind generator which by the way are not highly recommended most people who have them say they are not efficient and not effective solar panels are so we're we're gonna get some of those but um, the fourth way or our way is we run the generator from time to time now it's noisy but not nearly as noisy as a lot of boats uh, that we've encountered Um, when people hear our generator running they're like that's your generator it's really quiet so you have to run the generator from time to time to um, boost up the power. Now, how I know when to do that is there's a um, there's a panel here, and it says batteries and levels monitoring, and it tells you the voltage left in the batteries. Now, right now with the generator on, it says 13.3. Um, generally, without like after we run the generator, it'll be maybe at like 12.5, 12.3. And then over the course of 24 hours, it'll go down to like 11.7, 11.6 is really low. If it gets to 11.5 or four, it sets off an alarm. And it's, uh, and that's meaning it's it's critically low. So I try to avoid getting it down to that low, low amount. And so our voltage right now was like at 11. Point eight. So I'm starting the generator and um, that allows me to use some of the luxuries like coffee maker. I mean, not, not coffee maker, like microwave, which to me is a coffee heater. Um, and I'm going to let you hear this too. You hear that? That, I wonder if you can guess what it is. Yeah, that's our ice maker, another of our luxuries that we um, indulge in here on the Dawn Treader that most boats do not have. I don't know about most, but most of the cruisers that we've encountered do not have ice makers or, well, some of them don't have microwaves. Now, some people are really hardcore and they are like, they have no luxuries. They don't even have a freezer or a refrigerator, um, but we we don't believe in that for ourselves i think it's awesome for those that do it but uh we don't i feel like our our footprint on the environment is so little because we're a sailboat we try to you know move by sail as much as possible but we do have two engines and we do like to use them if we have to now we don't get anywhere fast we only move um seven to ten knots um is that my timer going off Oh yeah, okay, so that is a timer that I've been keeping track of um, quarters or periods to have my kids. Uh, it has to do with our homeschooling and um, also when they're supposed to be helping. Um, I had to come up with a system where they would take turns. So um, today Ziva was helping Samuel with his schoolwork. while Ahava helped me with the Kanmari work and then, um, They were supposed to go to the next rotation, which was going to be Ahava helping Samuel and Ziva helping me, and it just fell apart. I'm not going to lie. It's been very hard to develop systems that work with the three kids home all the time and me trying to get anything else done. They work really well when it's just us sitting here. We don't have to be anywhere. Um, But when I'm trying to be effective um, in other areas, whether it's my work which is usually the very last thing that gets prioritized sadly i need to change that um or just the housework and all the other stuff that is pressing around the house so um, i decided today since daddy's coming home and we've pushed and pushed and pushed and we've had guests and we've had um nathan gone for this month it's like he's the amount he's here is so minuscule Compared to the amount that he's gone, um, so the kids and I have really, you know, I gotta, I gotta give us props. It's been a, it's been a tough month. We had two sets of guests with five or more people um, back to back. We left friends and uh, a place that we really loved in Georgetown um, to come up to Nassau, so that our guests could head out and other guests could come in. So. Um, you know it's been an emotional up and down roller coaster and i'm I'm giving them a break today and it's actually giving me a break because I do like to record these episodes and I do like to get the house back in order but trying to manage them and do that at the same time it's it's a losing proposition. Um, if I'm not under the gun and I have the time to really focus on on them, and and helping guide them through okay now we're gonna move into this subject or now we're gonna go to this thing um i do i'm fine relatively fine you know it's all relative but um but not on a day like this where i only have a few hours before nathan comes back i've done so much work while he's been gone that i want that, I want that the kudos from that moment when he walks in and sees how pretty it looks, but um, that means I really need to take some time to to finish some things up that are kind of still hanging over me. So um, I sent the kids over there to that uh, to the marina office, and uh, instead of Ziva Hava starting to help Samuel with schoolwork. They are just vegging on computers. And you know what? That's okay. I basically asked them to make sure that there was an educational component in whatever they're doing. So last I checked, um, Samuel was doing some math game, and uh, Ziva really likes to do languages. So she's been teaching herself French, and Ahava has been prepping herself for her bat mitzvah um, because she is gonna be 13 in January and it is april right now so we're trying to figure out a creative way for her to be able to do um, her studies from a distance and i think we're coming up with some solutions but anyway so even though they are vegging they they try to incorporate some work into the the equation so that's good um but really it's fine uh we i feel like i've learned so much about the whole homeschool thing has been kind of a source of stress for me. I always felt, I felt like I was failing at it terribly until I started learning that I have to let go of what was and start to recognize what is and what is working and what we are succeeding at. Um, Because the reality is this is, um, you know, this experience of being on the boat and, um, you know, being and, and, the meeting new people and being around, uh, different circumstances. Um, you know, we are doing a ton of learning and most of it is guided learning. And I talk with them and share with them and we talk through things, but, you know, sometimes it's just that they're experiencing things and getting the chance to process it in their way. So, um, on a day like today, I, Oh, there's my kids calling. Let's see what they have to say. Hey, Reepa Chief, what's happening? Actually, I was just wondering if you're still fine with us staying here. Is everyone behaving and doing fine? Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, is there any chance you're doing any kind of educational work? Yeah, I can sign into to IMDb. Okay, that sounds good. A little math would be good. How's Samuel? Is it okay if I help Samuel do it? Yes, that would be great. Thank you very much for that. Okay, great to keep okay. I'll uh, be in touch if I need you. John Treader out. So yeah, you just got to kind of hear a conversation with the kids. That was Ziva talking. Uh, she's my little radio girl. She's so cute. She loves to talk on the radio, and uh, as you can tell, she takes after her mama. <laughs> The broadcaster right um, anyway, so uh, that 's enough about that. I just wanted to kind of fill you guys in on how what what i 'm doing, why i 'm by myself on the boat, and uh, kind of give you some updates in that way so let's let 's see what else I can talk about so um, with Nathan coming back today, the dynamic will shift dramatically we always so we're doing things very differently and I've from this cruising so we've been about four months now not quite but almost four months that we have since we left Florida and sailed over to the Bahamas and we have learned a ton I mean a ton it's really I I forget how much we've learned and then I stop and think how certain things that were so foreign are, are now normal and um yeah, it's just interesting. So I'll try to share whatever I, whatever pops into my head here. And um, if there's a subject you want to know more about um, when it comes to living on a boat or just our lives in general, um, you know, let me know. I'd love to hear. Uh, I, I can definitely talk, as you've obviously figured out if you're still listening. And um, you know, most things are not off limits. I'm willing to share our experiences, but I'm not sure what everybody is most interested in. So, if there's a subject that you want to hear about um, here on New Mexico Castaways, just send me an email at rlr@newmexicast.com, at or you can also go to my Facebook page, which is um, it's uh, New Mexico Cast on Facebook easy enough just send me a drop me a line there Uh, i am on there most days uh, a little bit each day when we have internet connectivity and then when we don't i'm not so that's how that works Um, so let's see what else can i share with you about this adventure of sailing so we we went to georgetown and that was a super um super welcoming wonderful community except for, and I think I've talked about this here, um, one particularly awful immigration officer who made our life awful, um, for, or at least mine for, for for a day or two until I reset and got over it. But other than that, Georgetown ha- was really good for us. We really enjoyed it. And then we had our guests come in and we knew they were gonna fly, they were originally flying into and out of NASA. And then we said, well, we're here in Georgetown, and it would be hard for us to get up to Nassau before their arriving flight. So my husband thought, well, we'll just sail with them up to Nassau. They had five days to work with. Well, in hindsight, now we recognize that that's not enough time. By by any stretch, it's not enough time. Um, It really... uh, we were rushed, we had a major uh, storm front move through during the time that they were here and that was bad because then we felt like we were pushing through weather um, and nobody nobody wants to do that. You do not want to push through weather um, in a sailboat. You just don't, it's just not, not advisable. So, um, you know, in hindsight, we definitely should have uh, just stayed put in the Georgetown area. We could have done some like nearby day sail type things, but not um, gone all the way to Nassau. Um, But now we know. And we've heard people say that, that when you're on a boat, you really you can't um, you can't make a plan unless your guests have two weeks to play with. um, You really can't. you, You can't start in one place and end up somewhere else and and realistically, it's just too much to ask for everybody to, to be able to um, be comfortable and um, you know, leaving all those questions up to mother nature. So uh, in hindsight, we wouldn't have done it that way, but we did. And we, we got all the way to Nassau by, by the third day, fourth day, I guess it would have been the fourth day. So they came in on a Wednesday and they, we moved the boat from our, the anchorage we were at um wednesday morning i think or maybe it was tuesday and and by the way all of this again sorry about the noise pops um all of this came from after my husband i'm trying to refresh my own memory um let me look at my calendar i'm washing things and doing things while we talk uh, it's like talking to a friend Oh, oh another noise pop whenever you hear that noise it's because i bumped something that's because i'm in tight spaces and and um, the boat is moving a lot. So let's see. Okay, so th- this was, I'm talking about March. And um, my, my husband was gone in March. Um, he was gone all of the beginning of March. So like the first, he was gone the first through the third. Then he was back from uh, until the eighth. Uh, he left again ninth through the 19th. So he was gone for uh, you know, 10, 11 days. He came back for one day, uh, the 20th, and uh, his friends arrived on the 22nd. So that was like, the whole month of March was chaos. Um, through When they arrived, they, they came into Georgetown on Wednesday. We left and went to see something called, a, a place called Musha Key. And Musha Key is in the Exumas, Um, and it's, there's an, I I don't know if the island is owned by David Copperfield, I think so, Uh, I'm pretty sure, the magician, I'm pretty sure, Um, I just know it's owned by David Copperfield, and he put a sculpture under the water there that is really stunning, it's called, it's a mermaid sitting at a piano, and it's really exceptional to, to look at, um, so this mermaid piano is at Mushaki, and we went there, um, and, the, and we were so excited to, to see this beautiful um, sculpture and share it with our friends, and then we got there and the current was crazy strong and stressful, and um, our friends had... Uh, Three kids on board uh, of their own and we had our our three kids. So um, We thought oh, we're gonna just we anchored really close to the mermaid and then we were gonna snorkel over to them to see it Well as soon as we jumped in we were like, I don't know if this plan is gonna work. It was very um, very rough uh, current and uh, my daughter Ahava is just coming back, so let me see what she wants. But let me really quickly say, it turned out that I was able to swim over with uh, Ziva and Ahava, and Nathan swam over too, my husband, but the rest of the crew did not get to see the mermaid, which is a shame because it was, it was really worth seeing. Um, so let me take a break and see what's going on with Miss Ahava, and I will be right back okay i'm back and it is several several hours later <laughs> as is usually the case with these recordings um I, once she got back i was trying to work with her on some of the organization stuff we're working on um, before the other two came home and then of course they needed lunch and then i got a had to coordinate had to coordinate uh the babysitter which Thank goodness we have this babysitter from before when we were here here at Palm Key Marina, uh, at the Palm Key Marina. Anyway, um, Jenny, she's wonderful. She's a friend of my friend uh, who I know from Hopetown. So we had a babysitter and I arranged her for tonight so that when my husband comes home, we can actually have a conversation before he's overwhelmed and inundated by all the love from the kids. Um, because it's been weeks, as I was kind of mentioning um, in the previous part of this episode, Uh, it's been weeks since we've been able to have a real conversation, which is really hard to do when your plans are as fluid as ours are as far as the boat. And um, now with this immigration requirement that we be out of the country by April 17th, And at the time of this recording, it is April, hmm, April 6th. So we basically have 10 days to figure out um, where we're going and then where we're going to how we're getting out of the country. Um, So with that in mind, we are trying to figure out a plan and we can never have a full conversation when the kids are around, um, especially at the after he's been gone um, for 10 days and then we had guests for the five days he was here, and he was gone 10 more days before that. And then we had um, like a day together before that, before he was gone again. So um, we have a lot of catching up to do and we really need to get a plan going because um, not only is it just the pending Passover issue, I mean, the pending immigration issue, but as I just said, mentioned, it is also Passover coming up. And that's one of our biggest holidays. And um, normally we host a major, big Passover Seder dinner. And uh, it's wonderful. It's one of our favorite um, um, celebrations together as a family and with friends and family. Uh, But this time it's just us. And we don't really have the supplies, none of our um, traditional dishes and things that we're used to using on this holiday. uh, they're all in New Mexico so um I'm just cleaning up last minute before he gets in so it looks pretty when he gets back uh, but anyway so those are the kinds of things we're going to have to talk about where to what next um how are we going to pull all this off um and in the middle of it all I just uh my daughter when she came back and she said mommy I think you need to look at this she was she used the restroom and uh, I went down there and sure enough, the holding tanks are full um, the way that I was able to tell is the toilet was backing up and I'm like, why is that? So I look, you take a flashlight and you look into this tank of of poop water, basically, and uh, you you can see where it's uh, where the line is. And sure enough, the line is to the top. So I had to go and ask the um, marina office if they could arrange a pump out which if you've listened to my episodes in the past I think I've talked about the bathroom issues that come along with uh living on a boat so hopefully they'll come and handle that before Nathan comes back but uh unfortunately the house is just not going to be where I had hoped it would be by the time he got back I wanted it to be so pretty um but you know he knows the reality of uh the situation and that uh the kids demand my attention and life happens so if nothing else it'll just be nice that he'll he'll be i think he'll just be glad to be back we'll see um so i wanted to kind of wrap up the musha key and um and the exuma trip there's a lot more to tell obviously it was a great uh trip great experience so much to talk about but um after the mermaid and the disappointment for our friends who really couldn't see the mermaid, they were troopers. I mean, you know, I don't know if they're used to uh, working on Nathan's schedule. Oh, there it goes. Sorry, bumped something. Um, you know, working on, on my husband's schedule where, you know, you you have this like way too many things going on in the plan to fit into realistically into the time you're given and so um they that combined with the fact that we basically had pretty rough seas the whole trip um I was impressed with how positive they stayed and and we really made the most of it after uh after mushiki we went to Black Point a place called Black Point and while we were there um, we met up with some of our of our other boating friends that we had met, some of the other kid boats. um, Wow, that's just the wind from the window. Can you believe that? Uh, The other kid boats that we had met along the way were there in Black Point to wait out um, a weather system. And so, uh, while we were there, we had a really fun Shabbat dinner. It was pouring rain out and we had 20 people on board and they were <laughs> they were just getting soaked on the way over. Um, but everybody was positive and it was nice to get everybody together. So um, it's funny how you just make it work, even if it makes no sense uh, to do so. You just, you find a way to connect with other people. And I feel like I've had more consistent social, Um, connections since living on the boat, even though we're on these remote islands than any ever before on land. Um, And I think the reason for that is that once you're on a boat, you're just like looking for other humans, especially with kids, like boats with kids. You're just always on on the lookout for that if you have kids on your own boat. So, uh, yeah, we've had uh, some really good get-togethers. While Nathan was out of town, now he's a little bit less um, inclined to have all these get-togethers like I do. And so I try to, I guess I probably squeeze them all in while he's gone. (laughs) And so uh, the last trip when he was gone, I had two back-to-back, very big gathering uh, Shabbats. And if you don't know what that is, it's Friday night. We have a, it's a day of rest. But basically you kick it off with, um, blessing candles and breaking bread and then, um, and saying some prayers. And then after that, we just have good conversation and enjoy each other's company. Uh, and so I'm really, it's pretty funny because we really have had better, like the best Shabbats that we've had, um, as a family, other than just our immediate family. And, um, you know, Nathan tends to be so wiped out by the time he's he's to the Shabbat table that they don't last very long. Plus, our kids are are relatively young. Um, so with since we've been inviting people from other kid boats to join us, um, we've had some great. I have friends call them our, the Don Treader's epic Shabbat, and they're not Jewish. None of most of our friends are not, just because you don't find a lot of other Jewish people out on the high seas or uh, even in the mountains in New Mexico. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, I just was thinking about Pesach, Passover coming up, and what we're going to do about all that. And um, you know, it's an ongoing question of how to what what's next where do we go from here? How do we find the balance? Um, the the place that my kids are right now is, uh, in, in, they just went with the babysitter to gymnastics, um, which is great that we can trust her to take them. So now Nathan and I can have dinner without interruption. Um, but you know, that's, how do we do that? How do you make it work with our competitive gymnast daughter, who's starting to get eager to, um, you know, really focus on getting her routine back together and all that, uh, but who also is very much on board—pun uh, intended—with—with um, with, uh, being on the boat. She she loves Hava loves the boat as much as I do and wants to be on board and wants to sail and cruise and you know explore the world and so we're we struggle with how to reconcile the two different desires uh we have some brainstorming some ideas of how we might make it work but for now i'll just say we are actively brainstorming and thinking about you know what possibilities there are um but no no resolution just yet i think we just take it a, bit, a little bit at a time and try to figure out um you know day to day like obviously wh- where are we going next which i was just in the office asking them um to arrange a pump out which means they're gonna use a machine to suck all the water out of our tanks yay and uh i said yeah i wanted to uh, oh i she asked me she said what you know can you tell me when you're leaving and i was like well i really can't because i haven't spoken to my husband in weeks and i don't really know what we're doing and she was really nice about it and said that's fine no problem um so anyway to to get back to the exuma trip um after the key and, Black Point and our our epic Shabbat that we had a great time with friends. Um, we then headed over um, to Shroud Key, um, well, Staniel Key, which is a really great place that has, um, what do you call it? Uh, they have a grotto, a grotto, and this grotto is a really cool place um, to go to snorkel in normally, or it had been when we went the first time, my family. But... Um, the grotto at Staniel Key is spectacular. You dive into this cave, and it's like a coral reef, and oh, it's just stunning. And yet, we couldn't really enjoy it because it, because we were on such a limited schedule, we had to rush in and leave quickly. And um, we were there at like um, one of the tides, I guess it must have been high tide coming in, which meant that the water was rushing in through the cave and um, it was scary. It was actually very scary for the kids to try to swim through that. Um, And so that was not quite what it was the first time when we went at Slack Tide, which Slack Tide is where it's not, um, the tide is basically in the middle. It's not coming in, not going out. It's just kind of slack. Um, so yeah, this has been, um, it was a, quite a trip. And then we got from there, Staniel Key. Oh, the good, good thing that I think they did enjoy was we went to um, they have a place where the pigs swim, and that's at a uh, great big Big major or something like that. Anyway, they, you get to go, and you see all these pigs on the beach, and so they I think they got a kick out of that. And then after that, it was to Shroud Key, which is uh, the land and sea park, and unfortunately, we were in such a hurry, uh, our friends didn't even get to to do anything, really. We just we spent the night there, and then up to Nassau, so the the one thing they did get to do, okay, she's barking, that might be for a reason. The one thing they did get to do was uh, go to Atlantis after that, but um, besides that, it was was very limited in what they were able to do, but they were troopers and made the most of the trip, and uh, oh, and the crossing, after we left from Shroud Key, and we went across to Nassau, Oh my gosh. It was, we were just, it was honestly one of the worst crossings we've ever had. We were just getting pounded and pounded and pounded. The waves were so strong and the seas were, you know, the good thing is we were making good time because um, we were, the wind was quite strong, but the bad news is we were just, the waves were all over the place and our poor friend couldn't even get out of bed. She was so like, uncomfortable, uh, seasick. So what are you going to do, right? It is what it is. And then right after that, so that afternoon when our friends left, our other friend, I mean, my sister and her family arrived. Uh, So... It was like one after the other, and we were just a little bit frazzled. So so my sister arrived, and she goes standby because she works at the airline. Um, and so it was great to have her arrive, but it was like, oh, my gosh, we haven't even changed the sheets. We haven't even, you know, it was just like, okay, we, we're ready. Here we go. And then the very next day, my husband left because he had to get back to work. So um, it, it was a whirlwind, and I'm very glad to be... Um, staying somewhat put, at least for the moment, Um, I think we'll probably, I don't know, I'll let you know when we decide where we're going next. But I'm just going to say this, uh, this living on the boat and the perception that it's all relaxation and, and uh, zen with a margarita on the beach, it is not. It's quite the opposite sometimes. And uh, I guess wherever you are, you can always find a place, a way to, uh, to be too busy so hopefully we'll slow down the busyness uh, soon and oh let me throw one more thing in there I, I'll, I'll just mention one place we did go so one of the challenges we had um, with this trip being so close on the heels of guests and, um, and traveling from Georgetown here my husband called to make a reservation for us here in uh, Nassau and found that all the marinas were booked and that is not good. We had nowhere that we were going to be able to put the boat. And the only place we that had space was Atlantis. Well, Atlantis is crazy expensive. And so we, we knew we weren't going to be able to stay there for the long haul. But since we had guests, we were like, okay, we'll enjoy Atlantis, you know, as long as we can. And uh, we were, we were trying to figure out what to do next. And long story short, a friend of mine... Uh, arranged for a friend of hers who is a captain to help me move the boat while Nathan had, was in New Mexico. And so she, he, Captain Andy, moved us, the kids and my, myself and my sister and her family were on board, moved us to uh, Bay Street Marina, where we are now. So it honestly, it was just too much of a whirlwind, everything happening all at once. And now we came over to Bay Street Marina and while we were kind of un, you know, getting things uh, situated again, my friend's friend, Captain Andy, who had moved us, came and brought his power boat, picked us up and took us on this great adventure to a place called rose island and rose island is just right next to it's like maybe three miles from nasa and it was amazing we got to swim with the um we got to oh sorry i know this is making a lot of noise give me a second oh, putting, opening windows to cool things off and i have to climb up onto the little uh, bed of the kids and it's just everything's tight spaces so Oh, there's the pump out guy. Uh, Please stand by, I'll be back. Okay, I am back and it was the guy from the marina here to help pump out the poop. (laughs) You know, it's never a dull moment here on the Dawn Treader. Um, That was very important. Um, When I had looked at the tanks with my daughter, I realized all three tanks were completely full um, and that means you have nowhere for the waste to go. Uh, Nobody needs that, right? So uh, you have to get the machine over here to pump it out. And uh, it's messy business. It means it kind of dripped on the deck and got to clean that and it's just gross. So, um, and speaking of gross, I just walked into the bathroom in the kids' room and um, this and the other bathroom, and actually all three bathrooms now, just smell. There's just no two ways about it. I don't know how to fix it. Um, One of the things that I'm hoping will be a positive that comes out of this uh, change in immigration status, meaning we have to get back to the U.S., is that um, we're going to get certain things fixed on the boat. And one of my top priorities is the smell of the Dawn Treader. Um, I am really uh, sensitive to smell. I'm not really sensitive to smells, not like my mom, where she can't be around people who wear perfume. And But, you know, like smells can make or break an experience. Let's just put it that way. And Uh, At this point, um, the Dawn Treader's bathrooms are making the experience much less pleasant than it should be. Marine toilets are just a headache in general, but um, our boat is 2012. At the time of this recording, it's 2017. And um, at some point, you just have to bite the bullet and replace the septic system. And we may be reaching that point. I don't know, but I can tell you... I don't want it to continue smelling like a sewer when our guests come to visit. (laughs) Anyway, enough. I know this has been like, I I don't even know what you guys must be thinking. I have, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and enjoy them very much. And I just have to wonder, like, what do you guys think when, oh, my husband's home. All right. I got to let you guys go. I hope you guys have a great day, and uh, I'm Rosalinda Roman. This is New Mexico Castaways, and I will talk to you later. Hey, honey. Hey. How are you?